I am that I am, and I'm a Saint Germain, and you are not. <laughs> but you are who you are, a sovereign master who's chosen to be here on earth at this important time of consciousness rising. You're chosen to be here as standards of the new energy, pioneers of new consciousness, those who are literally energy scientists. That's what you are, energy scientists, dealing with things that go beyond just the mind, dealing with consciousness. Today, for those of you who missed our regular shout, you should have got the message and allowed yourself to feel it. You were feeling something. Something wasn't quite right. Felt that there was a bit of impatience, mine of course. You're feeling that you might be missing something, and you did. You missed the shout. I'm going to ask you to pay particular attention to your feelings. That's what this shout was about. Consciousness, awareness, sensitivity, feelings. Something we called neyu, an old Lemurian term that was applied to literally putting your consciousness into things of earth, allowing yourself to become so immersed in consciousness, in reality, that you allowed yourself then to exist within it. In these new energy contemporary terms, it means that you can fearlessly allow your consciousness to go into anything else and feel it fully, not just in the mind, but in every part of you, so much so that your consciousness becomes totally immersed in the consciousness of what you are choosing to put it in. So you can feel it in every cell of your body, in every part of your mind, in every part of your spirit. So you're not standing off from it. You're not holding back. You're allowing yourself to immerse within anything else. As you understand this very fundamental principle of new energy, it's going to allow you to understand what's going on in the world all around you. It's the new form of what you would call being psychic. It is about being aware. It's going to allow you to discern between what is yours, what is coming from somebody else, what is coming from a non-physical being on the other side. It's going to allow you to discern between group consciousness and individual consciousness. And ultimately, all of that is going to sharpen your own ability to understand what is your consciousness, who you are. What we went through today is something that you should study, that you'd work with over and over again to become proficient masters of consciousness melding, always returning back to your true self with a very simple thought or feeling, I am that I am. You return back to you, unencumbered by the feelings and all the other energy that you have just been so intimately involved in. But yet, you learn something valuable through the experience of putting your consciousness and your feelings into something else. So take down the walls, 
allow yourself to venture, to open up, to become immersed in all other things around you. You're going to need this simple tool as we go forward. On earth and in the heavens right now, there's a tremendous, tremendous amount of activities. Your spiritual families, your true spiritual families from so far away, so far back, they're starting to, in their own way, awaken again. What was once this settling in or the non-expansion of even their energy is now starting to awaken and to move once again. And you're feeling it. You're so closely attached to it that you take it as your own, and it's not. It was just the spiritual family. On earth right now, there's tremendous changes, movement in energy, shifting in consciousness. Humans aren't sure what their consciousness is. They aren't sure anymore what is real and what is not, what is right or what is wrong. Everything is getting changed, and you should understand that. You went through this over the past eight, nine, ten years of time. Human consciousness is very unsettled right now. It's trying to find itself, sometimes very desperately trying to find itself. And as consciousness, whether it's individual or group, tries to find itself, feeling like it's lost, it has a tendency to want to go back to once it, to what it once knew. It wants to go back to the old ways. It feels lost or insecure going into the new. Therefore, this creates a tremendous conflict. These conflicts are showing up all over the world in every type of endeavor, in business, in religion, between countries, in individuals. If you're not aware of what is you and what is outside of you, if you're not aware of how to go into energies and then to come back to yourself, you're going to find it very difficult. You're going to find it very easy to get lost yourself. We went through a series of examples today of going into, diving deep into others' energies, other people, earth, animals. This is something that you have done before in the past, in a different way, but you know how to do it. You feared, especially in this lifetime, in this reality, getting lost into some of these outer consciousnesses. But fear no more. You are in the new energy. You are a being of sovereign and independent consciousness. You are who you are. Take a deep breath and receive all that is there for you. And let us begin with the questions. Dear Adamus, as I asked myself recently about my decision whether to choose ascension this lifetime or in a later incarnation, I decided to ascend in this lifetime. Actually, it was not really a question as I feel so intense that I can't be a part of the old world anymore. Like you described being with one foot in old and one foot in the new energy, so there's only one direction as going back is impossible. So now it's on choosing and creating. 
how I want to spend my last lifetime on earth and do what can bring most joy to me. And here is where I can clear, I can't see clearly what is a desire of me, soul, or aspects of me. I'd love to realize my visions as a singer performer, but it seems as if I couldn't, uh, couldn't get any step further. Same as with many other projects. Then if this is the reason, if the reason is that I can't bring enough passion into it or collaborate anymore with old energy, how can I create or at least to be a fortunate privateer as just the decision to be so didn't seem to be enough so far? Indeed. Several things here. As you so aptly mentioned, it is first about making a choice. Making a choice. You've made a choice to enjoy life. That's an important choice. Made a choice to allow the natural process of ascension to take place. And in these remaining years of your life, now the question is, what do you choose to do? Here you don't have to get down into the details. The choices should be a higher level. Some of you may choose simply to enjoy life, to know your peace, to bring all of you back together again, have a, a big uh, family reunion of your aspects. Then it is a matter of taking that breath that we talked about earlier and receiving. All the energies will come in to support the high-level choices. You're going to find that tools and resources and opportunities simply start presenting themselves. But when you get deep into the mind, when you get into the, when you allow, what you have here is uh, a number of different human aspects of yourself that have felt failure in the past, you're allowing them to jump in and work in the mind to, to stop you, to stifle you. That's when you have to take that breath, remind yourself, I am that I am, my choices are those things I wish to have realized to be materialized here on earth, and then to allow the own natural processes to take place. You don't have to struggle with anything. If you are struggling, you're probably not doing it right. If you choose, for instance, to be a singer, breathe that energy in and receive. Watch how all of the opportunities start coming to you. When you hear that little nagging voice from the frustrated singer, from the failed human, from the confused human aspect, remind yourself, who's the boss? Thank you. Hi, dear one. I want to know what I'm really, really supposed to be doing with Crimson Circle. <laughs> I feel a strong compulsion to do more or be more, express more, and I sort of feel this feeling that I'm... I'm anxious because I have this anxiety that it's not enough. Um, I feel like I'm sort of getting it because when I get this feeling, I go do something fun or <laughs> something that feels like cheating or playing hooky. And then I'll usually come back around again, and it's almost scary how things are starting to happen. So... I don't know. I just, I just want to know. I guess I want some kind of way of feeling that everything's okay, hmm. trusting myself more. That would be a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> How do I feel that way? 
First of all, there is nothing that you have to do. What you are actually feeling is tremendous excitement, but not, I'm not sure how to express that. Part of you thinks that there are certain things, um, tasks that you need to accomplish. Just actually being here on earth right now is is a passion and it is fulfillment. You are adding so much to the potential of consciousness for other humans. When you dance, you you light up the room, you make people smile, you 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 expand the potential of joy and happiness, and that in itself means so much. But there's that little part of you that thinks that you have to perform tasks, that you have to do something. Have a talk with yourself. First of all, I have to remind you, the Crimson Circle is a, as you say, an, a global affiliation of teachers. It's, it's not something that you have to do anything for. It is a, it is a meeting place, both uh, in a physical form and in a consciousness form. It's a type of oasis for uh, kindred spirits all across the world. So it's not like you have to serve the Crimson Circle. Its energy is, uh, how to say, very sustaining by itself. Now it's, let's get back to the real issue here. What is it you choose to do for you? Part of you, a very, very large part of you, is still resisting this whole thing about doing something for yourself. Now, you're going to have some wonderful opportunities to take a look at what you want to do for you. To do it without feeling selfish, without, uh, as you are told so often, and you, you let yourself believe it from other people, they tell you, why do you always do these selfish things for yourself? Because you can. Because it's good. Because it's fulfilling. Because as you, as you do things for yourself, it actually serves everybody else. So truly take a deep breath with this. Understand there's nothing that you have to do. You're already doing it. Now, what would give you, what would give you joy? What would give you passion? Take this... Um, this very heavy energy off of yourself that you have to be doing something. Just do it because. Thank you. Thank you. Dear Tobias or St. G, uh, so, <clears throat> so is it any coincidence that following the Quantum Leap, Oprah is running a 10-week online course with <laughs> Eckhart Tolle based on his latest book, A New Earth? Awakening to Your Life Purpose. Hundreds of thousands of people have signed up already. Any comments on Oprah's role in shifting consciousness, Eckhart Tolle, or while we're at it, Dalai Lama? Does the Crimson Council work with any of these individuals, or are they different paths than Chambra? You could say that uh, all of these beings, as well as Chambra that you mentioned, are all working uh, on opening consciousness, on moving energy, stuck energy, on going into uh, what we would call the new energy. Some specifically identify with Chambra. Some are doing work very, very sim similar, to, like the ones you mentioned, but it is all part of the same. The way to understand this is to go in, look at the words that you use and the similar words that they use. Look at things like New Earth, a concept we have been talking about for years, it is now becoming mainstream. It's no coincidence. It's pioneer work that all of you did. Pretty soon, you're going to see more and more discussion about new consciousness and new awareness. And it's going to seem old to you 
because you've been working with it for a while. You're going to hear uh, this whole term of aspectology, which was new to Shambra not so very long ago. In a few years, it's going to find its way into the psychological community. It's going to find its way into the counseling world and into what you would call mainstream. Take particular note of what you have been doing in your life these last few years, and then watch how it expands and becomes part of mainstream. You have taken on a very unique role. You've become the uh, the point of the arrow, so to speak, opening new territory. And others like Oprah, some of these others, then then take the potential of consciousness and continue to evolve it and expand it for others. Now, it's not to say that any of you here couldn't be an Oprah, couldn't be a world-famous author, couldn't be doing any of this work. You can do pioneer work and do mainstream work at the same time. But in answer to the question here, it is all about a true global affiliation of spiritual and consciousness beings working together. Thank you. Thank you. Haramas. I am that I am. And um, I think you talked to me today. I'm the 1% who likes to make it really hard. (laughs) 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 And I am still in disbelief that those two, four words will take my body out of wanting to harm something else or somebody else. Hmm. And since I'm the only one, you may want to just address me. Hmm. Thank you. Bad girl. (laughs) 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 Let me say that um, you are one who in the past has dealt uh, with um, dark energies and all this other stuff, and you're still you're still playing out that game of guilt and uh, lack of worth, and more than anything, a fear of what what if you got back into the psychic uh, uh, type of energies again, being able to to literally uh, put your energy into anything else. Uh, you were very good at it, but you dealt with it before in a manipulative or very dark way. You feel that, you know that, you do many, many things in your life to hold back. You won't let yourself do it the easy way because, quite frankly, you're playing a game, a game of punishment and self-abuse, and not just for yourself, but for others who you worked with. You didn't feel that they were dealt enough karma, that they did enough suffering for their dark deeds, so you're taking on their energy as well. It's a wonderful thing. It's a fine thing. You're doing a, a phenomenal job of suffering, but um, the question is, when are you going to be done with it? When are you just truly going to walk away from it? I'll tell you something. It's not going to make you a better person, a smarter person, wiser, or anything else. There is absolutely no value in it other than you like playing the game. You're not earning anything. God doesn't care whether you decide to suffer and to beat yourself, or whether you decide to go to a new place of higher consciousness. 
I've told you before, you and I have talked, and I've said there's no danger right now of repeating the mistakes of the past, or what you consider the mistakes. Because the energy in you and in the world and in everything else is quite different. You literally cannot go back. You couldn't lay a curse on anybody else if you wanted to right now. It just wouldn't work. You wouldn't do it, and it wouldn't work. So let go of all that. Allow yourself to to be free. You're in you're in a type of prison, and uh, I understand what prisons are like. I was in one for a long, long time, a crystal. But you're in your own prison right now, a mental, physical prison. When are you going to get out? You you understand the concepts. You understand higher consciousness, but you won't let yourself live it. The choice is yours. Thank you. Bad girl. (laughs) Why has there been no update on New Earth? It is is coming. Not appropriate right now. Why? Tobias will be talking about that shortly. Good deferral. <laughs> Ping pong. Um, I'm interested in regrowing my thyroid gland and wanted to know if you have any helpful hints. I do. Don't worry about the physical part of it. Don't worry about the physical. Don't try to recreate it through your mind or imagination or anything else. You can very, very easily allow your body to totally recreate itself. And sometimes it will be in a very physical nature, and other times it's going to be an energetic center. There's a reason why the thyroid uh, stopped operating or stopped becoming part of you. Because actually, as a new energy being, you create the um, a certain uh, energetic function of the thyroid, but it's at a higher level. So don't try to recreate the old one, is what I'm saying. Allow a new one to be recreated. Just tell your body that you're ready, and tell your your consciousness, your essence, that you're ready. Allow this whole principle of what we call standard technology to go to work. Your body and your mind, spirit, and nost all know what to do if you just make a choice, if you let them know what it is that you're choosing. Then back away from expectations, because part of you expect is expecting an actual physical organ to, to regrow itself. But as you and many other Shambra will come to know, it doesn't necessarily have to physically regrow a much more dynamic, energetic type of um, uh, functionality will come into play. This is not a, a chakra either. It is a uh, we call it a new energy, uh, non-physical thyroid that is much more efficient. So give permission to your body to do what it already knows how to do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Ah, dear Shambra and great wise men of Crimson Circle, you know how much you are appreciated and how your inspiration and teaching has kept me going, especially lately. So thank you for that. But... You could stop right there. (laughs) South Africa 
and Africa as a whole seems to be slipping even further back into 3D rather than ascending into new energy. It seems that the promise of a new way of solving racial and political conflicts and inequalities are embodied as embodied by Nelson Mandela has vanished. Corruption, violence, criminality, and ethnic and racial intolerance seem to be increasing. Is this just ping pong? Why is this being chosen and created by the people of this region? I try my best to not make it my stuff and stay behind the short wall. Sometimes this is easier said than done. Your insights would be much appreciated. Indeed. Excellent question. And here we invite you to, um, you're looking at and feeling one level of consciousness. Um, and, And often it's, Often as humans, you get attracted to feeling what would be the the darker energies or the more difficult, the sadder energies, uh, because uh, in a in an energy way they scream out louder. They're more apparent. But when you dive into the energy of Africa, just dive into that energy and discover that at a very very beautiful but deep level. There is a spiritual renewal taking place, and not just for Africa, but there is. Um, there are those who say that Africa is the birthplace of humanity. There's another type of birthing, a spiritual birthing, that is taking place beneath the surface. It has tremendous potential, but what is on the surface right now, what is attracting the attention is the is the, the inequity, is the, is the poverty, the disease, and the sickness. Go into a deeper level. There's something very, very beautiful happening there. One of the whole things about Nayu, opening your consciousness, becoming aware, is to be without the judgment and also to be without just going into one layer. It's easy to get kind of pulled into that but go into all the layers because there are some very beautiful things happening in this land of Africa. Africa for such a long time has absorbed many of the very dark energies of Earth and humanity herself, but there's an incredible beneath-the-surface transformation. Go back and visit. Go back and visit and you're going to see and feel exactly what I'm speaking about. Watch, watch what happens in this area. Thank you. Thomas, um, as you probably know, that my grandmother had passed away not too long ago. And in one of the shouts, they said that she was dancing on top of the table and playing cards. <laughs> and playing cards was her favorite thing to do. My question is, uh, ever since she passed away, she's been contacting me repeatedly <laughs> about her will. She made up a will. And, you know, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm sound asleep, really good sleep. Mm. And boom, my eyes pop open, and the first thing that pops into my head is my grandmother's will. Mm. Can you please tell me what it is she wants me to do? She speaks to me more now than she did when she was alive. (laughs) For several reasons. One is um, she's lonely and you're asleep. What a great opportunity to um, talk. You're aware, and most of the other members of your family, I'm sorry to say, are not aware. So um, she, she's just hanging around. She would love to talk. So before we get into this whole thing of the will with her, just chat with her. 
about anything. She would just like to uh, feel acknowledged right now. Um, those uh, beings on the other side who she was initially playing cards with and dancing with, uh, they've gone on. So she's just hanging around. Talk to her about about why she's hanging around, why she's staying. And then at some point she'd be happy to tell you more about this will. I'm, I don't think it would be appropriate for me to get into that. Uh, uh, I think it would be better if the two of you talked. But uh, more than anything, get the hint here that she needs somebody to tell her it's okay to go on. Thank you. Thank you. Tobias, I would like to ask you about death. On this side of the veil, it carries such sadness, has devastating effects on people's lives, particularly those who don't understand soul choices and even those who do. When we're planning our lives on earth, do we choose to experience loss of loved ones? Some people seem to experience so many losses, and even when the bigger picture can be understood, it can still leave uh, such a deep imprint of loss and sadness throughout the rest of the human life. I know on your side of the veil it is experienced and viewed so differently, but I can't envision a time when humans will truly celebrate in their heart the passing of a loved one. With reference to my personal experience of loss, while I feel I understand the experience from the soul perspective and I know it was the choice of the person to leave, I still feel the impact a year later. I understand that I can communicate with him energetically, but it doesn't seem the same. I still wonder why I chose the experience of such powerful, short-lived connection. In that regard, it doesn't make sense to me. So if I can't fully process the experience in my heart, how can those who haven't awakened do this? And I wonder how the new energy can assist humans in their grief. Loss uh, in the grief is a very, very real thing. And it would be um, quite a denial to to say that it doesn't exist or to try to block it off. Uh, there is a soul-to-soul uh, -soul connection as well as a human-to-human. -human. And it is one of those things that we would encourage any Chambra, any human, to actually allow themselves to feel that loss. Generally, when the sense of grieving goes on and on, as it has in your case, is you're not letting yourself totally feel the loss. Part of you is saying that you have to be strong, you have to let go, you have to be spiritual, you have all this Shamba training, so why would you possibly feel loss? Allow yourself to dive into that loss. Now, this is going to be one of the hardest ones. Because when you dive into it, you are going to feel consumed by it. You're going to feel that it is totally absorbing you. And the loss you're going to feel at times is grander than you are. But by allowing yourself to go into it and experience it, you will also discover the blessing in the relationship the blessing in the loss itself, and a true heartfelt understanding that this dear one is not lost at all. This is a difficult one in your case because you are what we would call uh, early, early um, uh, connections from, from way, way back to the earliest times near the wall of fire where you met from the beginning and you've been so very close. And right now, there's more of a feeling than just the loss of the, the human, thinking that you lost them. But as you're moving into higher levels of consciousness and the 
very real potential of ascension after this lifetime. You're feeling that you may never see this angel, this spirit being again. You're feeling that they're going to be in the physical or earth realms for a while more, which they probably will be. I have other incarnations coming up. When you go off into ascension, so you're feeling a sense of, of great fear or disconnection here. This is bringing up so much of the, so many of the issues. Allow yourself to go in and feel it at a very deep level. Understand that you're not going to be consumed by it, but there's something very beautiful in here for you. If you do feel overwhelmed by the loss and the grief and the fear of going into your own ascension without them, remember, I am that I am. Thank you. Hi, St. Germain. I have a question. You addressed some of it earlier today. You have about four questions, but uh, go uh, ahead. Well, I'll get up every month and talk to you. Um, um, you know what is said, your life is your art. I had an experience several years ago, and I've worked with it. I can't say I fully understood it today um, when you addressed uh, moving into energy and bringing the potential for peace. That helped me understand what I can do with this particular experience. And maybe that's it. But I'm going to ask the question for myself and for all of Chambra. The situation I experienced several years ago was being on an airplane with a supposed terrorist and being in you know that whole scene with my children. So that was a very intense opportunity to take a look at, hmm, what, what is going on in our current world? What can we do with this? So now obviously we can go in and expand that potential. Can you help me take a look at this experience from a higher perspective? Is there more we can do with this? And also, for all of Chambre who have had these experiences, will have these experiences, what are we doing with these? And how do we help our children um, when they have come into these very young and very open? Mm. As okay? I stated, four questions. <laughs> all contained within one. <laughs> I keep this, indeed, I'm having fun. I'll make this um, quite simple. Your, and this is to all of Chambra, but I'm using your, your situation as a real life story. Your presence in situations literally changes the potential of the outcome of the situation. You could be sitting on an airplane with a potential terrorist, and just you being there, your presence, can change the potential outcome. It's not that you're trying to inflict uh, your will on it, but how to say it? This is a crude way of putting it. It shines a light on an otherwise dark situation. It opens new pathways of consciousness that weren't there, that wouldn't necessarily be there if you weren't there. So often, Shamber, you find yourself, for instance, uh, suddenly driving down the road and lost and not sure why you're there. Perhaps your physical as well as your energetic presence needs to be there. You find yourself in unusual circumstances and wonder how you got there. Because you were led to that situation, knowing that you add a new energy element to an old energy, conflicted and very potentially... um, uh, harmful situation. Literally, right now, as I talk, right now, there are Shambra in Israel and in the Mideast who are 
finding themselves suddenly in a place they're not sure why. They're finding themselves bringing their new consciousness into a very difficult situation. This is part of what you have agreed to do, all of you, and to be there, to be there as a type of human angel, bringing a new light to difficult human situations. You have been called there at some level by a human or sometimes by a group of humans who is calling out for resolution, who is calling out to the, to the angels, the, what you would call heavenly angels, for guidance. And you are responding by just being there. Some of you have a hard time understanding how just your presence can change an entire situation. You think you have to be doing something, that you have to be active or negotiating or doing something. Just being there is so, so important and provides so much potential. While you can also be there on a physical level, Shambra in general can also be in places on a consciousness level, like exactly what we talked about today with Nayu. The ability to go in, to feel energies. By having this type of uh, non-physical ability to go into situations, you're going to find yourself called into consciousness situations where you're not necessarily physically there, but your consciousness will be called in. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to mend fences. You don't need to inflict uh, the energy of peace or anything else, just being there with your consciousness and new energy changes the way the old energy elements and the old energy vibration is working and responding. So, um, for your children, just being there. This is what we call the standard, just being there. Assuming the I am presence and knowing that all things are truly in perfect order. Thank you. Yes. It's not a question. <laughs> and I wouldn't apologize even if it was. Um, for the Chambra who um, choose to have this kind of experience, since we're on the topic of feelings, yes. based on my experience, what I'm going to put out as a heads up for you, when I had this experience, what was I think maybe even more profound than the experience itself was how dissociated people were from their feelings and the denial of their feelings about it. And I actually went into kind of a post-traumatic shock for like three days because everybody around me was going, oh, you didn't get blown up. What's the big deal? You know, you're fine. And I'm going, hey, wait a minute. Ah! But nobody got it. So if you go through this and people around you don't get it, it's not you. Really, you're okay. You're feeling, you're feeling being and maybe people around you are not connected at that level. So if you have that experience, you're okay and I want you to know that. Absolutely. And, and that reminds uh, me to remind everybody you can be in very intense and dramatic situations and you can absolutely feel them like you were experiencing it, but you don't have to own it. It's not yours. And you can return back to your <clears throat> essence, your presence, simply through the I am. I am that I am. You still will have felt everything and experienced it, but it doesn't become part of your book. It doesn't become just another chapter in your life. You see, there's a beauty to it, the ability to really feel something, but not own it. 
Now, some Shambhara have thought that that meant that uh, that they don't actually physically feel it or mentally feel the confusion or at a deep level feel the the spiritual spiral. No, you're going to feel those, but you're just going to remind yourself that they're not yours. They're experiences, but they're not yours. Excellent. Thank you. Tobias, St. Germain. I'm Dora from Hungary, and we wait for you in May. Mm. Hungary is a strange and contradictory place, and I hate it and love it. I want to go away and stay at the same time. Can you tell me something about the situation of this country from your point of view? And if you could tell me anything about my personal situation in this new energy process, I'd be so thankful because I feel so lost at this moment. We love you all so much, Dora. Well, dear Dora, we're going to come to visit, and uh, both uh, Tobias and I will be there with you. I'll give you a little bit right now that um, Hungary is a wounded land, wounded people, uh, very proud, but yet very wounded. Um, Hungary is a what I would call a victim country, but yet very strong unto its own right. It feels like it has had its arms and legs removed from it, and it's time somebody gave those back. Hungary also has tremendous potential to, uh, how to say, leapfrog the traditional uh, patterns, the historic patterns that emerging or awakening countries go through. So we're coming there specifically to address some of these issues. As far as your work, you have chosen to be in this land. You've chosen to be a standard uh, and a chambre. But you're taking on too much of the energies of um, the people who are stuck and angry and feeling like victims. It's wearing you out and it's tiring you out because you're owning these feelings as your own and they're not. So take a deep breath. Remind yourself that you are not hungry. I get it. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I'll leave the really humor. Funny. I'll leave the humor to Katumi. <laughs> Remind yourself that you are you are not hungry. Truly, you are you are yourself. You have you have allowed yourself, given yourself permission to go there to be a standard. But stop taking on all of the issues. It's wearing you out. We'll be there soon. Thank you. Very clever. I appreciate uh, the practice today. Hmm. Um, I still have a question. Um, and I'll use an example from the last couple weeks, um, <clears throat> if I can. Hmm. Um, hmm. Coming back from feelings, um, waking up with a deep sense of emptiness and anxiety, allowing myself to feel that, mm. choosing or trying to choose to move through it, um, <clears throat> sometimes I might succeed, but uh, uh, it's the place of wanting to honor those feelings and um, the outward expression. Um, for me in the past, honoring those feelings meant Maybe I need to take a time out for a day. Um, when they continued for a few weeks, it's not such a good idea to take a time out for two weeks from life. Um, <clears throat> so we work today on releasing those, and I guess that's my question or guidance, how really to let go of that or when is that, that expression or taking care of 
oneself? You know, when is it an outward expression and when do you just need to release it and uh, move, move through it and how to do that? That's an excellent um, observation and it's, um, it's very uh, important for all Shambra. The master is one who can absolutely feel something, even things like sadness, emptiness, depression. Now, these are very difficult energies, but uh, very powerful. Uh, They contain depression and sadness and even emptiness, oddly enough, contain tremendous amount of feeling or sensory energy. Uh, So, so... uh, overwhelming, that it can absolutely make you feel like you're empty and you're depressed. It's it's phenomenal. You, particularly here, are playing around with your own aspects, your own selves, uh, parts of you that uh, you weren't real happy with, parts of you that stay alive by playing this game with you. They're afraid of dying, if um, losing their identity. If they no longer capture your attention. And they have a deep fear, as do you, that the moment you take on your own I am presence, you claim mastery of yourself, that they're going to disappear. And in a way they will. They won't really disappear, they'll integrate with you. They won't go, uh, say, they won't fade off from the memory, they'll just stop controlling you. You'll still remember what darkness and sadness and depression felt like, but now you won't own it. Can you see the difference between feeling or sensory that we've talked about today, but not letting it control you? You come back to yourself. You come back to your own mastery. Basically, you're being challenged right now, once again, to determine who you are to determine your own I am essence. Are you going to let your aspects continue to try to steal your soul? Or are you going to claim mastery of yourself? It's a wonderful game. It's a it's an amazing game. But it truly is time for it to end. And you get so serious about it. You get so overwhelmed by it. But you know, that is just feeling. Serious is a big feeling. It's a very serious feeling. <laughs> but but it is feeling. The important thing we are working with Shambra on right now is the mastery of feelings. The mastery of truly being aware but not letting it run your life. Do you see what a beautiful, it seems like a fine line, but it's a beautiful, beautiful mastery in the new energy. Feel everything, own only yourself. Thank you. Where I live, we all appear to be experiencing an upsurge of horrific crimes within family units and against children. Can you tell us what that's about? Indeed, it's just human condition right now. It is, uh, humans don't know how to, generally how to deal with all of this change that are going on at such deep levels. Things are coming to the surface right now. It's hard to hide anything, including yourself and your aspects and your conflicts and your suffering and your pain. Everything is rising to the surface. Consciousness rising right now. It is rising so that it can be dealt with. 
is rising so that humans can become aware of it. But it is causing a lot of what you would call very obvious conflicts. We're to ask all of Shambhar to be able to to feel this, to be aware of it, but don't own it. This is a wonderful example of stand behind the short wall. Have compassion for it, no matter how difficult it may seem. Once again, the most beautiful thing any of you can do is make your presence available. It adds new potential to an otherwise painful or difficult situation. Master Adamus, how many more questions would you like? Thank you. Uh, (laughs) This has actually been quite wonderful because part of my... uh, question was answered um, in the answer with the the woman with the airplane experience. Um, About a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, I learned about an initiative that's being put together in uh, the Middle East that is a walking path of 600 miles, um, and it's to bring peace and oneness to that area. And just in the last couple of weeks, I've been felt really drawn to explore that. And I haven't been able to get a clear read on whether... Uh, this is a good idea. Um, what would you say to Chambre there in the Middle East or here that are interested in, in doing this? Well, what's interesting here is you went by the important part here. You said that you felt drawn to do this. Now, I'll use the example. I sent a message out to all Chambre today saying we were going to skip those boring slides. I- <laughs> I think slides are the work of Satan himself. And <laughs> put so much time into that, and it's a labor of love. We were going to get on with business because I'm busy, and so many Chambra felt something but ignored it. And here you feel something; you feel drawn to it. Don't ignore it. Feel into it. Get out of your brain. You have all of these mental reasons for not doing it. Follow the feelings. But, I say that with a footnote, go into your feelings to find out what's really there. You get different levels of feelings. Here you're being drawn to this to this project. There's something more to it. When you dive into those your own feelings about it, there's something else going on here. It's not just about doing this long, long trek. Uh, there are other dynamics, people that you're going to meet, new opportunities that come into your life, and your presence in the life of others. There are all of these other things, so follow your feelings here. With that, Chambra, I look forward to the day coming soon, I hope, when you are going to be teachers of the experience of feeling when you're going to teach other humans how to absolutely go into the nayu, into the feelings, into the experience, without blocking it, without filtering it, without running from it. To be able to experience everything from total joy to total depression, it's just feeling, it's just consciousness. But to go into any of these feelings or consciousnesses, and always to understand who you are. Not to take them on as your own, not to let them run your life, 
but to have the experience of Nayu and to always know yourself. With that, let us together say out loud that most important phrase that acknowledges your essence. I am that I am. And so it is. So it is.